0: Good morning. If you would please uh, take your Bibles and stand as uh, I read from Psalm uh, 23, where we first see this uh, name of our great Lord that we're going to deal with uh, today. So this is a Psalm of David, very well known to uh, most of us, I'm sure. The Lord is my shepherd You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Please be seated. And may our Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of this, his holy and infallible word. Now, as a a bit of background, uh, This is the 13th in this uh, series of the names of God as I've periodically uh, filled the pulpit, uh, and it has actually been a little over six years uh, since that was first started, uh, but it was only in February when we had the last message. But anyway, the first couple of times we uh, were an introduction to the names of God and really more specifically the importance of knowing God's names And then we uh, looked at uh, the names as they uh, appear uh, in order in the Bible. Uh, We learned that in uh, ancient times, uh, names uh, meant more than what they uh, mean now. Back then, they revealed important information, uh, usually about the individual or the the place or whatever the thing might be uh, itself. Uh, We also saw that uh, the various ways that names were used... Uh, speaks often of relationships. Uh, Because of the depth of of God's character, uh, he has various names that uh, reflect the many ways that he relates uh, to us. Knowing God's names and really knowing them uh, can uh, open doors for us to more fully uh, know his character and appreciate uh, the great glory uh, that we see. Uh, even if it's just but a small amount. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, it is in uh, the name that we look at today that this relationship uh, finds, uh, I think, its most highest uh, and most tender expression uh, for his people. Uh, no other name of Yahweh has the gentle uh, and intimate touch uh, that this name has. Now, in, the, in the previous names, uh, it just wasn't there uh, when God is called uh, Elohim uh, he is revealing himself as the strong one he is the triune God that by his mere voice he created uh, the entire universe all that there is and then we looked at his name Yahweh uh, also known as Jehovah uh, here he is the great I am uh, he is the eternal uh, self-existing God of Revelation, a covenantal God. Uh, then we focused on El Shaddai, God Almighty. Uh, he is the all-sufficient nourisher, uh, the provider of blessings. And then as Adonai, uh, God is Lord and Master of all. Uh, he is sovereign over our lives uh, and our service. Uh, his name as El Elyon shows him as the Most High God. Uh, he is the possessor, uh, the owner of all the universe. And then we considered God as Yahweh Jirah, the Lord who provides. Uh, he is the one who releases his most, precious, his most precious blessing, his Lamb of Redemption. As Yahweh uh, Repha, uh, he is the Lord who restores. Uh, he is the one who heals all sorrows. Uh, then as Yahweh uh, Nisi, uh, he is the Lord he is the Lord my banner. Uh, he sets the standard for our victory uh, over sin. As Yahweh uh, Meccadition,, uh, uh, He is the Lord who sanctifies. He's the one who uh, sets us apart uh, for his holy service. And we're almost there. Uh, as uh, Yahweh Shalom, uh, the Lord is peace. And it is uh, through him uh, that we have an everlasting rest. And the, and the last time we looked at the name Yahweh uh, Sidkenu, uh, the Lord is our righteousness. And it is through him alone that we have justification and acceptance. You know, there's a name for uh, every circumstance in which we may find ourselves in relation to our one true triune Lord. And one of his names appears uh, for every purpose in which we may find him. You know, when I was growing up, way back in the days of black and white uh, TV, mm-hmm. well, when we finally got a TV, uh, one of my favorite shows was Superman. I loved Superman. Uh, I had a superman, I had Ram PJs, I had a superman cape, and uh, many a time that cape seemed to save me when I was jumping from the backs of couches to chairs, and from dressers to beds. Uh, ouch, yeah. Uh, so now you might get a little glimpse of why I am who I am, <clears throat> and went into the field of emergency medicine. <laughs> Uh, so I really, uh, yeah, I really couldn't fly, uh, and often I uh, fell rather abruptly soon after takeoff. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, but I really liked Superman because he could turn uh, any dire uh, situation into a heroic rescue due to his strength of steel, his speed of a flying bullet, and his cunning perceptions. Uh, plus, the dude could fly. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, what a guy. Uh, I could barely wait for the next episode. Uh, But with time, eventually Superman was off the air and only to be found back in comic books, uh, which is where he began. But you know, a number of years later, uh, there he was again, he was back, and this time he was in movies. And wow, he was in color, and he was on a huge screen. And so off we went. Uh, Blair with our couple of kids on occasion, and so they were exposed. Don't know if Hank remembers it, but uh, <clears throat> be that as it may. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember one uh, particular movie in which a man was uh, trapped in a fiery in- inferno, and Superman swoops in and uh, pulls him out from certain death. And then uh, he was flying across the sky, taking the man to safety, and the man was trembling and Superman asked, what was wrong? And the man said, I'm afraid, I'm way up here. If I fall, I'm going to die. You know, the man's concern uh, seemed legitimate, but in response, Superman asked, do you think I have enough power, uh, do you think I have enough power to save you from the fire, but not enough power to take you safely home? Well, this illustration, can rather graphically reflect a similar but more uh, profound truth. Uh, Some of us have trusted the Lord uh, to deliver us from the fire of God's wrath, yet we are not sure that he can safely take us home here on earth, that we're not sure we can really trust him necessarily for eternity. We don't have much confidence in him for the present. We know in our hearts and our heads that uh, he will deliver us to heaven, uh, to an everlasting life. But we're not sure that he necessarily has our back right here on earth. Will he take care of us in the here and now? If you've had these thoughts, even if you're uh, too embarrassed to admit it publicly, then the next name of God, I think, is just in time. And we find it in the psalm that we just read, Psalm 23. While we know the words, uh, and we've read so many times, I think many of us don't take the time to fully experience uh, the meaning when it begins, the Lord is my shepherd, Yahweh rohi, R-O-H-I. The Hebrew word, uh, for shepherd is the word rohi, meaning to tend or to uh, feed or to pasture. Uh, King David likely wrote this psalm uh, in his very later years as he was uh, recounting his time as a young man, uh, having been placed in charge of tending uh, the sheep of his father. Uh, he may have looked back over the span of his life uh, with experiences that involved uh, faith that was sobered by trials and a life uh, mellowed by uh, his passing years. Uh, I envision that he looked back over the uh, stormy troubled times uh, when he was haunted by Saul uh, and then through the years of war uh, and rebellion, uh, times of uh, rather sordid sin and sorrow. And he finds God's goodness and guiding presence through it all. And then recalling the occupation of his youth, caring for sheep, he cannot find a more beautiful and fitting analogy for the Lord's relationship to him than that of a shepherd to his sheep. You know, people today uh, look to various things to take care uh, to take care of them. They look to money. Uh, others look to power. Uh, some to success. And others to uh, relationships but probably the worst of all is if we are look to ourselves but David, but not david he said the lord is my shepherd david looked to yahweh rohi to tend to his life and his care and notice that david uses the present tense the lord is my shepherd uh, by placing god as his shepherd Uh, In the present tense, God acknowledges that God is continuing uh, to take responsibility for him. Uh, Also notice that David uses the personal pronoun pronoun, my. Uh, In other words, he's letting us know that God is his personal shepherd. God is interested not only in the group, the flock uh, as a whole, but he also cares for each individual sheep. We often skim over these five words without fully grasping all that is contained there. Yahweh is a personal shepherd, a very personal shepherd. David goes on to explore various ways a shepherd takes care of his sheep and how God takes care of him. In the next part of the passage, passage David adds the phrase, I shall not want in other words his shepherd the Lord has covered all his needs. Uh, this is true of a good shepherd who tends to the needs of his sheep. And it is also true of our Lord Jesus who tends to each of our needs. John 10:14 tells us that Jesus is the good shepherd. In Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 4 God promises to provide good sheep for his people. And as a result they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall any be missing. And then in Ezekiel 34, uh, verses 2 through 4, God explains what he expects a shepherd to do. Feed the flock, strengthen the weak, heal the sick, bind up the broken, bring back the strays, seek the lost. That's what a good shepherd means to God and there's more Uh, there's an ultimate more in John chapter 10 verse 11 when it says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep just as Jesus did for his thus the best shepherd is the one uh, who is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to put down his own life on the line for his sheep you know, there may be uh, some today that are searching for a good shepherd. Well, there's proof that the best one already exists. It is our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but for him to be your shepherd, you must f- first recognize yourself as a sheep. sheep. Shepherds don't tend to wolves or to dogs. Shepherds tend to the sheep. But if you don't think of yourself as a sheep, you won't experience everything your good shepherd has in store for you. So let's uh, fast forward a little. If you haven't been around sheep, although Pastor Lynn has been too familiar, uh, not just the flock, I mean sheep as animals, there are a few things you need to know. First, sheep are some of the dumbest of all the created animals. Maybe an overstatement, but not by far. Uh, Example, Uh, if a sheep uh, starts walking aimlessly in a circle, another sheep will pick it up and soon follow. Then another and another until the entire flock is going around in a circle thinking they're going somewhere. We hear of circus lion tamers and seal tamers and other experts that can train uh, certain animals to respond to human commands but you won't find a sheep trainer at the circus. Sheep won't be rolling over on command, jumping through hoops, sitting down, front legs in the air. Nope, sheep are just too dumb. They are not trampled. And this is an important point. Consider this in the light of what Isaiah says in uh, chapter 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Sheep are also defenseless. Uh, they are easy prey for the enemy. You know, when a wolf, a coyote, bear, or other predator you know, approaches the sheep, the sheep has already lost because it has no ability to fight back. Uh, although Pastor Lynn has talked about being butted, uh, this rings true of many of us as well. We think we are strong until our enemy. You know, Satan and his evil minions Mm -hmm. place temptations and place their false prophets before us and we quickly tumble. We need and we have a protecting shepherd in our Lord, Yahweh Rohi. Sheep are also dirty. They can't clean themselves. They have a thick coat that collects grime and debris and holds in oils and spit. Uh, there's no way they can clean themselves up. And we too, as sheep of the Lord, we have our impurities, our sin, and our filth. Uh, sheep are dependent. They have to be led by a shepherd if they're going to go anywhere. They are directionally and positionally challenged, and uh, severely so. They don't know which way to go, and in, in, or even if they are to go at all. Uh, the end of Psalm 119 tells us we go astray like lost sheep. So when David says that his shepherd, Yahweh Rohi, has met all his needs, he is referring to an awful lot of needs the need of direction, defense, cleanliness, dependence, just to name a few. Now, many of us know what it's like to have a flat tire. Uh, how about having a flat soul? This is when our spiritual get-up-and-go has gotten up and went, or more correctly, gotten up and gone. Uh, Some of us, uh, some believers have simply lost the fire uh, in their souls. They drag themselves to church if they go at all. Uh, It may seem to them that God is a long way away as if he's taken a vacation and can't be found. Uh, It may seem like a slow leap, is deflating one's life. Uh, but despite this lack of energy, there uh, is still a, an ache remaining uh, that for us that we want back. Uh, we want to be restored. We just don't know how, how to go about it. David explains how Yahweh-Rohi restores our soul. Now, first, he makes us lie down in green pastures. And keep in mind, this pastor does not say that God asks us to lie down or suggest we lie down. You know, remember, we're talking about sheep here. God makes us lie down. Uh, He may put us in a situation where we have no other option but to lean on him completely. You know, if you've ever had a toddler in your home, you can picture this easily enough. When it's nap time and you say, sweetie, it's time for a nap, what's the typical response? A stall tactic, an argument, an outright rebellion and temper tantrum. You know, the last thing that little Mary wants to do is lie down, even though the backs of her little chubby hands are vigorously rubbing at her weary eyes. She's just too exhausted to realize how tired she really is. You, know, you aren't making her lie down to be mean to her. You just want her to lie down so that she can rest, recover, and be renewed. And of course, maybe you need a nap also, but that's another point. <laughs> <clears throat> Consider this, that maybe Yahweh-Rohi, uh, the Lord your shepherd, our shepherd, has ch- has, uh, hasn't changed a tumultuous situation Uh, that we are in because he is waiting for us to relinquish our rebellion. That we need to let go of our self-sufficiency and just lie down. Maybe he's keeping us right where we are until we've learned to rest in him, declaring our total trust in him and our dependence upon him. When God makes us lie down, we discover what David discovered. We discover that God chooses the greenest of pastures for our rest. He gives us the softest mattress and the fluffiest pillows because He longs to see us rest and recovered. And oh, yeah, there's nice, clean, smooth sheets, too. <clears throat> then David tells us that Yahweh Rohi leads him beside still waters. In other words, He isn't led beside he uh, he isn't led beside swift water uh, this is because sheep won't drink well from running water sheep are aware uh, the shepherd is aware that sheep are not very sure-footed and they uh, and if they step into rough water uh, they will expend all their energy trying to stay upright rather than drinking and many will panic uh, lose their balance fall in and with their thick, Will quickly soak up water and they'll be pulled under. Uh, sheep need to drink from still water. You know, sometimes a shepherd uh, can't find still water for his sheep, so uh, he might carve out a, a small channel from the shore so that some of the running water would flow a little bit into a lower area and become a small pond of still water. Uh, there his sheep can drink in peace and comfort. When we rest in the Lord, our shepherd, he leads us into environments that we can handle. He provides green grass and still water for our spiritual restoration. You know, like a cordless phone off the charger too long, we can become spiritually drained with life's challenges. And we need a soul recharge so that we can function the way that our Lord intends. As long as we think we can fix our problems ourselves and when we won't lie down and rest in him when we uh, he will let us wander off uh, on our own path, he wants us to know that if he doesn't restore our well-being, then we won't be restored. He wants us to let go of ourselves and see him and him alone when we look up. It is Yahweh Rohi that restores our sense of hope, purpose, and life. You know, a bit over, excuse me for a second. A bit over uh, 50 years ago, and I also confess nearly 50 pounds ago, uh, I was a lifeguard and a Red Cross water uh, safety instructor. I taught beginners uh, how to swim. You know, some people were afraid of the water and a few were almost deathly anxious of being in deep water. A few, uh, and so with that, a very uh, cautious approach was necessary. Uh, I started in shallow water just, you know, two to three feet deep and warned them that I would be splashing some water in their face. I wanted them to get used to the sometimes unpredictable nature uh, of water. Uh, I wanted them, <clears throat> I, and for them to discover, though, that they could uh, still remain safe in it. Uh, this splashing was you know, generally well tolerated. Uh, the next step was having them put their faces in water, reminding them, of course, to hold their breath. Uh, once that was successful, I had them put their entire head under and hold their breath until close to the end of being uh, uh, not tolerable. Uh, next, I asked them to float on their backs. Uh, well, even in water that's only two to three feet deep, uh, this could be a big test for some of them to lay flat in the water without support, even though they knew just a small bit below they could put their feet and be comfortable. <clears throat> for some, it was pretty scary, you know, even approaching a panic because they lost all sense of control when there was nothing beneath them, especially since they didn't know how to swim yet. Now, for some of those that needed added reassurance, I would place my arms in the water beneath them and assure them that I had them, that my arms would hold them up and that they would be safe. Step by step, they learned to feel more and more secure when they had previously felt very insecure. You know, even <clears throat> and soon I had them all on their backs, you know, fluttering their legs, staying uh, on top of the water, unafraid, uh, at least until the next task. Uh, you know, many of us are afraid to lie down and rest, afraid to trust. We wonder how we will ever make it if we relinquish the reins of control. Yet our shepherd is telling us first and foremost, we need to lie down and rest. We need to trust and depend on him. We need to understand that when we depend on him, we find safety. We find green pastures and still waters. Our own ability doesn't hold us up. His loving arms do. Knowing this truth alone and applying it to our thoughts and decisions will do more for restoring our soul than most anything else. Many of us have satellite GPS navigation systems in our cars, uh, or if not, most of us uh, have a nav app on a smartphone. You know, these apps tell us you know, where we are and if used properly, uh, can tell, direct us where we want to go. So, you know, if man can create satellites and manufacture equipment, write computer programs so that we can see uh, things all over the earth, then surely God, who created everything and knows everything, surely He can guide us directly where we need to go, to where we need to be. David goes on to write in the psalm that Yahweh, Rohi, leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, the nav system in your car or on your phone that is programmed for where you want to go doesn't help me where I need to go. It's only good for your journey. I need my own destination to be locked into my GPS. I need a separate system from yours, one that will tell me where I am and where I'm going, not where you are and where you're going. You see God is a personal navigation system. Our Christian walk is personal. You now one of the worst things that we can do is to piggyback on someone else's relationship with God. Yahweh rohi desires to be your shepherd and to guide you in the path on your guide you on the path uh, of your righteousness, lead you to your redemption sanctification and glorification a shepherd needs to guide his sheep because as I mentioned sheep wander sheep will regularly take the wrong route if left to their own when we look at our own lives especially uh, in our older years we can remember very likely most of us many of us taking a lot of wrong turns making unwise decisions uh, accepting ill advised uh, advice and the wrong choices if given the chance to live it over will we make the same mistakes you know, probably not but not always <clears throat> looking in hindsight we can often see more clearly our path to righteousness and abundant life you know, God our shepherd wants to direct us in the right path in the beginning <clears throat> he wants to be there each and every day for each and every decision And he's willing to do that on the front end if we but seek and follow him. Not only that, when we wander, Yahweh, Rohi will also get us back on the right path. Uh, A few weeks ago, Blair and I were in Albuquerque for a few days. And we had lived there for 10 years. And then left some 17 years ago uh, to set down our roots here. Now if you think in terms of these time frames, yep, 10 years... 17, that's 27. So no car nav systems or phone GPS back then. Uh, Just fold out paper maps. (laughs) Uh, Getting your way around. Uh, Much harder. Uh, Anyway, when we recently visited, I thought I knew my way around Albuquerque fairly well. Uh, So off we went, only to quickly remark that things had changed a bit. They had actually changed quite a bit. Uh, Where exactly are we? Are we anywhere, any idea how we need to get there? And of course, the thing, the last thing as a guy that I want to do is admit that I was being directionally challenged, (laughs) you know, kind of like sheep, and no way was I going to be asking for directions. But thankfully, a few buttons pushed on that rental car dash, and just to be sure, also turn on the smartphone app. Uh, There we are, and going in the right direction, uh, at least for the most part, because at least a few times there was that weird voice saying, recalculating. (laughs) Uh, But soon enough, we were back on track uh, to our destination. So how many of us uh, have ignored God's direction and gone our own way to end up lost? Uh, How many of us have gotten advice or direction from the wrong sources? family, friends, media, culture, even taking it on ourselves. Well, Yahweh Rohi uh, is an amazing GPS. Uh, he can recalculate our location in life and lead us on the path uh, that will take us where he wanted us to go in the first place. On a path of righteousness and of course, for his name's sake. And as, remember as I said at the beginning that uh, in scripture, a name is much more than just necessary nomenclature. It represents reputation and character. It reflects the heart of who someone is. To do something for the sake of God's name is to do it for the expansion of his glory and for the name of his holy reputation. Yahweh Rohi guides us in many, in many ways uh, that brings him glory. In Psalm 34, David expressed it this way when he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. To magnify here means to make something appear bigger. It doesn't make the thing any bigger than it really is. It just makes it easier to see or to be seen more clearly. We can't make God's glory any bigger than it is, but we can reflect his glory on a larger scale so that others will be able to see it as well. God goes on now to talk of valleys. A a valley is a low place between large hills or mountains. It's often looked at as a place of vulnerability or risk. And we may envision things lurking in the shadows uh, that might want to derail us or harm us in some way. But David assures us in this psalm that uh, even in the valley that casts shadows of death, Yahweh-Rohi provides comfort through his presence and through his rod and staff. You know, many people want to live uh, on a mountaintop or at least at some elevation. Mountains are where we feel we are on top of the world, where everything is good. Uh, job is good, or school, or retirement is good. Everything is going well. Uh, Finances are good. Family is good. Faith is good. You know, on the mountaintop, all is good. But one thing is true about mountains. You can't get from mountaintop to mountaintop without going through a valley, unless if you can fly like my beloved hero, Superman. Uh, For us, uh, mountains are separated by valleys. Uh, Even though valleys, those dips that we have in life, those times of trial, they are inevitable, there is good news. A valley reminds us that there's another mountain up ahead. And that's why David wrote, even though I walk through the valley, he didn't write, even though I sit down in the valley and whine. (laughs) so we need to keep going because the only way out of the valley is to walk through it but even when you know the sun seems to slip behind a mountain as sheep are maybe wandering you know, on the path uh, in a valley you know hills can cast shadows now, sometimes they can be rather foreboding shadows and again let me say once more sheep are not known for their intelligence uh, so they may think that the shadows, mean that night is approaching and they they, uh, therefore might become afraid because nighttime is when those predators come out, the wolves, the foxes, the hyenas, and for us, the false prophets. But the shepherd continually guides the sheep to keep going even though they might be afraid as the shadows appear to close in. When uh, God allows us to be uh, in the valley of shadows where things are dark, uh, he might want us, uh, and we might feel like we just want to give in and give up. We need to remember that God does some of his best work when we are in the dark as he guides us in our times of trouble. He brings us light. If we but focus intently on him, then we can actually see him more clearly. That doesn't mean we may not feel afraid because David certainly did not deny the reality of the shadow of death. But he did affirm that in spite of how everything looks in the valley, in spite of how it feels as gloom might be closing in, we are not to give in to fear because the Lord our shepherd, Yahweh Rohi, is ever present with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. They protect us, and we are not alone. David tells us that the solution to discouragement is Yahweh-Rohi. Sometimes it is in the darkness of a storm raging in our lives that we finally come to truly understand the experience of God's personal presence. So I ask, when in the valley... Uh, Will you look at the shadows? Will you tremble in the darkness? Or will you look to your shepherd? Will you be comforted by his care? Will you allow the great shepherd to use his rod and his staff to guide your way, uh, to pull you from a thicket, or to defend you uh, from an enemy attack? You are better off with God at your side when when you are in a bad place than you are without him when you think you are in a good place. So keep walking. Don't throw in the towel. If the Lord is your shepherd, he has your back. His arms will do more than just keep you afloat. David goes on to address our physical needs when he writes, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. An enemy is a threat to one's security. It can show up in a person, a thing, and, of course, Satan himself. Yet David assures us that God prepares a table before us in plain view of that which is against us. So where did this imagery come from? In the old days, a shepherd kept a simple cloth secured in his belt. And whenever he found one of his lost sheep, He spread out the cloth and placed fresh grass and fodder on it so the sheep could eat. While the sheep ate in in that safety of the shepherd, the wolves and the hyenas and the other predators uh, kept their distance. The sheep felt secure, protected, and peaceful. Fundamental to our understanding of God as our shepherd is the realization that the Lord himself is the one who prepares our table. He is the great provider. And in his presence, we are safe from our enemies. God isn't subject to our enemies. He is bigger than all of them. He knows how to provide for us uh, in the midst of a bad situation. He can make a way out when there seems to be no plausible way. And then he anoints us with oil. So what's that all about? Well, sheep often went looking for berries. Berries were tasty. Now, they would wander into thickets full of briars. Uh, going in was often a little easier, but not always, uh, and less harmful than getting out. Uh, the thorns frequently scraped and cut the sheep's heads and faces, and so the shepherd would rub soothing, healing oil uh, into the wounds. Well, God knows how to soothe our needs, how to heal our hurts, our distresses. Uh, Through this figurative anointing oil, he either administers a solution to the problem or gives us peace and comfort to sustain us while we're in that struggle. And David continues saying, my cup overflows, reminding us that in spite of the presence of of enemies and the wounds that we suffer that Yahweh Rohi has more than enough to get us through all our situations. Uh, This is to me reminiscent of Jesus feeding the multitudes with loaves and fish. When all was said and done there were still baskets full of leftovers because God provided more than the people could eat. And remember when Jesus told Appear to push out into the deep and to cast his net. There were so many fish caught that Peter was worried that his boat would sink. Now, Yahweh wrote, he knows how to give us all we need to live the lives for which he has called us. The well-known verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, tells us, God is able to make all grace abound to you So that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. For every situation in life, if we look to our shepherd, our shepherd God, we will discover that he has more than enough grace to fulfill our every need. David finishes this psalm saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David could have begun this with another word besides surely. He could have said hopefully or possibly or perhaps. But David didn't waver in his belief. He concluded with an absolute certainty, a very definite. He proclaimed, surely. There was no question. And then he wrote wrote, uh, as if there could be two uh, sheepdogs helping the shepherd protect the sheep. One named Goodness and one named Mercy. Uh, uh, The job of the sheepdog is to go behind the flock and keep stragglers from lagging behind. uh, To keep them from wandering off, lost and falling prey. Uh, the two uh, names are reflecting a wonderful uh, character of God, goodness and mercy, or loving kindness, as some uh, translations have for the word mercy. God's goodness and mercy are continually present in order to guide and direct us in the right direction. And as a result, we have an sounding assur- assurance, an assurance that we will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever. So now I hope you have a bit more, uh, uh, you know a bit more of the power of God's name as Yahweh Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. When we fully know him as our personal shepherd, we discover that he is able to meet our spiritual, our directional, physical, emotional and eternal needs, that he is the true GPS that keeps us afloat. When the Lord is our shepherd, he has us covered. He is taking us to a place that is far greater than we may have ever known. So let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your Uh, grace and your mercy, thankful for the many uh, blessings that are uh, new to us each morning and such a blessing as we uh, lay down uh, and rest each evening. Lord, we are uh, so thankful for your uh, holy and infallible word that uh, brings us truth of your names in ways that help us to know you better. Lord, we want to know you uh, to the fullest, and Father, we want to uh, magnify uh, all your glory and Lord what great glory we do see uh, in you as you are uh, yahweh Rohi so father we submit to you as uh, your dependent sheep we uh, pray that uh, you would be our personal GPS guiding us uh, safely through the uh, the valleys of life leading us on paths of righteousness to green pastures and still waters for otherwise Lord we would uh, truly go astray and be lost uh, in the wickedness of this world so Lord we place our faith in you as our Yahweh rohi and we declare thanks be to you amen for you give us glory over death through the finished work on the cross of your Son, the Lamb, Jesus Christ, whose name we pray all these things. Amen.